0: Sounds like you might need some fiberglass repairs. Have some questions? Stay tuned. Well, hello everyone. It's Tim with Evercoat. and It's that time of the year again where people are starting to think about getting their boats ready for the season. Maybe you've had some repairs you want to do. A lot of the questions that come up for us on the customer support line are, well, what kind of resin do I need? What kind of resin do I have? And maybe even how do I work with what I've got? Well, thought I would take a little time and try to explain the differences in the products. First of all, when you're looking into the use of a fiberglass resin or as a polyester resin, as we call it, There's basically two categories. You have what's called a finishing resin, which is going to dry hard and slick on the surface, but in order to put another coat over top of it or paint it, you need to sand that top coating off. You need to make a mechanical adhesion for the next layer. The next kind of resin we sell is called a laminating resin. Now laminating works very well for just that, if you're going to build multiple layers, and it's going to dry sticky on the surface. So a lot of people will call and say, I've done something wrong. It's hard, but it's sticky. Well, we find out that they bought a a laminating resin as opposed to a finishing resin. Now, why would you want to use a laminating resin versus a finishing resin? Well, it's a good question. And I'll use my analogy of a canoe. A friend of mine taught me that information years ago, and I'll share it with you. So let's say you want to build a canoe. And you start using a a resin like a finishing resin on the very beginning of the, the canoe. You get about halfway down the canoe as you're laying up the fiberglass cloth or mat with the resin and then all of a sudden the front starts to kick off well you've got to let the whole thing get laid up and you've got to let the whole thing dry and cure and then you've got to sand the whole thing in order to put another coat over top of it well now if you use the laminating resin here's the beauty of that so you get about middle of the canoe and the front end is kicked off but it's still sticky on the surface Now, when you get to the back end of the canoe and you're ready to go right back up to the front, once the resin has properly cured, it's going to remain sticky. And what that does is it allows two things. Number one, it allows your fiberglass reinforcement or or mat to stick right on the surface and you don't have to worry about sanding. That's a big plus. Uh, Because there's no uh, waxy layer that comes to the top, you're able to mix up another layer of resin and go directly over top of that. So now you're going to get a polyester to polyester bond and you didn't need to sand. I can't tell you how many hours that would have saved me in all the years that I've been working with fiberglass had I known about the advantages of a laminating resin. So Let's suppose you're doing this canoe or you're on your final coat and maybe you want to finish it off. Well what do you do? Well you got two options. Uh, the easiest of which is going to be just to do this take a finishing resin and brush on a very thin coat. What that's going to do is it's going to allow it to cure hard on the outside surface so you can sand it if you need to take out any irregularities or trying to get to a certain type of finish. Um, You could put a, a mold release over top of it, but if you've got any exposed fibers, it really just kind of makes it tricky to do so. So it's just easier to brush a coat of a finishing resin over top of it. Now another option, if you're going to be going to a gel coat, would be to possibly use a finishing gel coat. Now, resins and gel coats are both polyester, and they're both going to kind of work uh, in the same way in terms of how they're catalyzed, uh, but in terms of what they do is different. You want to use a resin in order to build something. So you're going to use it as the matrix to hold the fiberglass reinforcement, uh, which could be a fiberglass uh, mat, fiberglass cloth, or even something like our woven roving. But once you're done with that and you're doing a boat repair, then you need to put something over top of it to protect the fibers, to protect the fiberglass that you've just built. That is where you want to put something like gel coat over top of it. Now, think of gel coat like a polyester paint. It's meant to be placed over top of the fiberglass in order to protect it, seal it from the UV, from the sun, and from water. Whenever you're putting gel coat over a boat repair, it's always advised you put on at least a minimum of 20 mils thickness. That is going to give you the proper amount of water barrier and moisture protection if the boat's gonna be sitting in the water for any period of time, or if it's gonna be staying in the water. So there's the two differences you've got in terms of the resin and the gel coat. Now, as I said, we've got a laminating resin and we've got a finishing resin. Likewise, we've got a laminating gel coat and a finishing gel coat. So the same thing applies. Someone might have applied a laminating gel coat and then realized, oh shoot, this is sticky on the outside. I didn't want it to be sticky on the outside. Well, we have a product called polyvinyl alcohol PVA mold release, and that would be sprayed over top of the laminating res- or laminating gel coat rather um, as it's been applied. Now, you've got another option there. If you're going to be finishing it off, And you want to be able to sand it to the the correct contour, shape, or if you're going for a certain look. What you could do, if you do not have any of the polyvinyl alcohol, PVA mold release from us, is to take a small amount of a finishing gel coat, which is one we have called One Step, and same thing, brush a finishing gel coat over a laminating gel coat, and it's going to cure hard and slick on the outside of it. Now, that's going to be required if you're trying to sand it to plain and make it nice and smooth. So, when you're working with the gel coats, remember this. If it says finishing, then it's going to dry hard and slick on the outside of the surface. If it says laminating, or if it actually implies or says in the description, cures to a tacky film, well, then that's a laminating gel coat or a laminating style of uh, resin. Now, why would you want a laminating gel coat? Kind of like you'd ask, why would you want a laminating resin? Well, same thing would apply if it's not exposed to the air. So let's say you're making a part, you're making a boat. You would spray inside of the mold with the mold release agent. You would spray your laminating gel coat and then come behind that with the chopper gun or fiberglass in order to create the structure, the the integrity of the, uh, the vessel you're trying to make. Now, Once it's all said and cured, what's going to happen is that laminating gel coat that you sprayed in because it was protected by the hull itself, it's not exposed to the air. And whenever you pop it out of the mold, it's actually going to be hard on the surface because it wasn't exposed to the air. So that's why some people would like to use a laminating gel coat. Or if you're doing multiple layers, you're not quite sure if you're going to be able to have enough working time. I'd always advise putting on a Laminating resin or laminating gel coat to do the repair that you're working on and then follow that up with a Finishing resin or a finishing gel coat uh, to set everything in the place that you're you're going to be uh, working on the boat Now the other question that comes up is well, what about coloring agents, you know, can I put a coloring agent in resin? Well, we get that question asked quite a bit. Can you? Yeah, you could But the question is if you're going to be painting it or putting a gel coat over top of it, is it really necessary? We do have coloring agents. We recommend that those only be used to a maximum of one ounce of coloring agent to roughly about a quart of product. You don't want to exceed that. It's going to put in too much uh, coloring agent, and it's just not going to really do you any good. Now, for the the gel coats, same thing. You're going to be, be using roughly about one ounce to one quart of product. So one ounce of coloring agent to one quart of gel coat. Now, we have two different colors of gel coat in the laminating stage. We have a white gel coat and we have what we call a neutral gel coat. Now the white gel coat, when you add colors to it, the best you're ever going to get is a pastel. There's a lot of white to it. Titanium dioxide doesn't take very much pigmentation to it so it's only only going to go to a pastel color. If you take the neutral gel coat, which kind of dries to an opaque or semi-transparent look and you put coloring agent into that, it's going to take on all of the coloring agent. Well, The good and the bad about that is, A, you're going to be able to reach a very deep, dark color, but B, it's not going to have a whole lot of hiding properties. So if you're doing a repair, you may be better off to put a base coat down, maybe with the white tinted to a pastel to kind of get closer, and then follow up with your uh, neutral gel coat to the color you need. Little advice I'd give you here, and trust me, I've done this before, match your coloring agent to what you're trying to repair or reproduce before you put in your hardener Uh, when you start adding in the drops of mekp and trying to match up the color trust me you're never going to have enough time i can't tell you how many little containers of gel coat i've thrown away over the years because of that so always match it first and then add the catalyst into it it's going to make you make your life a whole lot easier Now, another thing that comes up for us is, well, can I use a resin or a gel coat to protect something that I've made that's going to be out in the sun? Well, you can only use one of those, and that's going to be the gel coat. Remember I said, think of a gel coat like a polyester paint. Resins are not meant to be used like a varnish or a protective coating. They just don't have any UV inhibitors into them. They're going to chalk, and they're going to degrade and fail over time. So you want to coat those with a gel coat. So the only thing we have in terms of a coating that would sustain uh, and be able to hold up to weather and the sun is going to be a gel coat. Some people have said, well, I want it to be clear. That's why I want to use the resin. Still don't recommend it. The only product that we would have that we would recommend for a scenario like that, it's really not going to be very clear, would be the neutral gel coat that I talked about a moment ago. It's going to dry somewhat Semi-transparent and somewhat opaque, so it's not really going to be 100% clear, but that's the only product that we would have in a polyester range that would sustain uh, being exposed to the UV for any period of time. So then another question comes up, well, what grit do I use? Well, generally for fiberglass repairs, I try to prepare my surface with 80 grits and then I sand the resin with 80 grit and then I follow that up with maybe a putty or a marine filler and then I go over to the gel coats. The gel coats I might take them in the range of around 80 to 120 grit. Uh, You don't necessarily need to take them out as fine as a grit as you would for an automotive finish so you don't need to take them out to 320 grit but anywhere from around a uh, 120 grit to 220 grit for a gel coat works pretty well. Now with regard to the full line of gel coats that we have we have a gel coat paste as well. Now, the gel coat paste is a little bit thicker. If I'm working on a smaller repair where I'm trying to match it up, that might be the recommendation because the gel coat paste is actually neutral and it's a thicker product. So if you need to make a white, you're gonna take that and you're gonna put in the white pigment. If you're trying to make a dark blue or a, a black, you're gonna put in a dark blue or a, pack, a black if you're trying to make a navy blue or if you're trying to make a, a, a black. But if you're trying to start off to match a white boat, then put in the white. And you may find out that it's not actually a white white. You've got to put in just a little bit of coloring agent. Again, take the time to match it up. Preparation, I always say, is 99% of the work. The application's the last bit of it, and that's only 1%. So take your time to make sure you match up the color to really get to what you're trying to uh, to repair or reproduce. And trust me, you'll end up with a repair you're going to be proud of for a long time. If you're just doing a smaller repair with the the product, the gel paste we talked about, an easy way to do that I found over the years is when you do the repair, take a small piece of acetate film and put over top of it. Wax paper will work, but I'll explain why. The acetate, once it cures, you're able to peel it off very easily. These products, as they cure, they do something called exotherm. They make their own heat. Well, when they make their own heat, if you have a film that can possibly melt, say like wax paper, wax paper will tend to want to melt into it a little bit. So as you go to pull it off, there's little pieces of wax paper that might actually stick to your repair. So if it's a repair that will fit underneath of an 8 by 11 sheet of acetate, use a sheet of acetate. It's easy to deal with. You peel it right off and the repair is going to be even flatter. So when you come back to, to wet sand that to try to blend it in, Uh, make sure it's properly cured, properly hard, and you're probably going to want to start sanding that with a little bit coarser grit, maybe in the range of about like uh, a 220 to 320, and then work out to the finer grits. Depends on what you're trying to match up. In some cases, if you have it smooth enough and your eye can't really detect where the repair is, that may be good enough, but some folks actually like to blend it in depending on where the repair is, sand that smooth, then follow that up with a uh, a coarser grit rubbing compound, and then slowly polish it back up. Then put a coat of protective wax over it when it's all said and done. And you've got a repair that's going to last for years. So let me leave you with a few tech tips that might help your repairs go a whole lot easier. Number one, always remove the wax before you start the repair. Use some acetone to remove that wax off the fiberglass before you start the repairs. Otherwise, it's just going to be a contaminant. It's not going to be able to get anything to stick over top of it. Number two, a proper bevel edge. You don't want to just V-notch the repair, you want to create a nice smooth transition. The better the bevel edge quality, the better the repair is going to be. Next, always make sure you properly catalyze the resin. Read the instructions on the side of the can. For Evercoat, we have recommendations for catalysts depending on the temperature range. If it's a smaller amount, measure out the drops per ounce. If it's a larger amount, measure out the amount of cc's that would be required to go into the resin. But the best advice I can give you for that is only mix up the amount of resin you can actually use. Trust me. Again, I've had a lot of times over the past years where I've mixed up more resin than I thought I could apply. It was a little warmer and it just hardens on me. It doesn't do me any good. Next, as you're mixing up the resin, when you add in the catalyst continue to mix it. If you just put in the catalyst and stir it up a little bit you're not going to see this. But if you continue to properly mix the resin you're going to see it actually make a color shift from an amber color from the resin to kind of going to like a blue green so when you see that color transition you know you have fully incorporated in the chemicals the MEKP to properly catalyze that particular repair you always want to make sure that you properly catalyze the resin for the repair if it's not properly catalyzed you can't go back into that film and catalyze the top portion of it which brings me to another area we have questions well what if I under or don't properly catalyze the first layer, can I mix up some more with more catalyst and put over top of it? That's an old reference to something we used to hear called hot batching, and that does not work. You're just going to end up with a gooey mess. If the first layer is not properly catalyzed, it's not going to ever be properly catalyzed by adding additional material over top of it with extra catalyst. So if you're not 100% sure, my old saying is, when in doubt, take it out. And finally, for the gel coat repairs. Take the time to match the color. If you're trying to do a repair and it's just a small area next to a handle, trust me, if you take the time to match it up before you add the catalyst, you're going to give yourself plenty of working time to make sure you get to the right color. I've seen very few whites that are a pure white. They end up taking a little bit of black, a little bit of brown, a little bit of yellow in some cases to try to match that up. The more you can make it where it's less noticeable to your eyes, the less anyone else is going to be able to see it as well. Well, hopefully that helps to answer some of the questions we have about our resins and gel coats. For more information, please feel free to go to our website, evercoat.com, or contact your local Evercoat representative.